You're listening to Balanced Broads with your hosts, Erica and Sage. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Broads. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in once again to hear our annoying asses. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it every week. We have a very, very, very exciting episode this week. Um, we are going to be doing our quick Bachelor recap because we can't do an episode without it. But after that, we have a very special guest on the show. It's the very best human in the world. And the person sponsoring our giveaway, our huge giveaway that's going on, on Instagram, Soapy Lane, a.k.a. Cassie, a.k.a. the love of my life. And she, um, she's going to be doing an interview with us going all about her company that we're obsessed with. Yes. And we're going to just be hearing from the boss ass bitch herself and hear about all the amazing things that go into Soapy Lane and why you should be excited for the giveaway. So make sure you stay tuned after our Bachelor recap to hear um, what's going on with that. Um, but we have to get into the Bachelor. Um, it won't. There's not. I mean, I we I feel like the past couple of weeks has been like a little bit anticlimactic, obviously, like once there's less and less girls on the show it gets you know less there's less drama um in a sense of like explosive drama it's more just like actual relationship um issues and it was fantasy sweet week fantasy sweet week (laughs) fantasy sweet week which if you're not um like a bachelor fan slash rabid 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 if you're not familiar with the bachelor franchise fantasy suite week is sex week so it mm-hmm. was um we've got the final three we've got hannah ann victoria f and madison and they each get a one-on-one date with peter and it leads into like an overnight date if they so choose but everyone always like of course wants to yeah and so, it doesn't necessarily mean sex, I guess. Um, I mean, who wouldn't at that point? You know, like if you're so in love with them and everyone thinks that they're going to marry him, so they all do. Um, I think there's been a couple that haven't. But for the most part, like it's very suggested that that is what's going on um, during Fantasy Suite Week. Um, and as you guys know from last week, Madison, who has been like the front runner front runner um, for a while expressed like her religion and how, um, how her religion is really important to her. And she hadn't expressed to Peter yet that she was saving herself until marriage um, until this episode where she pulled him aside at the rose ceremony right after she got a rose um, coincidentally. And she pulled him aside to let him know that she was waiting um for marriage and she wasn't comfortable with in so many words wasn't comfortable with him being intimate or spending the night with the other two uh the other two women um and she kind of just she suggested that she would walk away if he didn't listen to what she said pretty much yeah so that was how we started the episode with madison telling peter this pretty important information that i personally feel like she should have told him before but Maybe she didn't think she was going to get this far, but we'll get more into like what that conversation. Madison. Yeah, she ha- she had the whole last hour of the episode. So 
Hannah Ann had the first fantasy suite and don't even remember what they did for their date, honestly. Like they went jet skiing. But can we also talk about the producer? Uh, the producer's little little jag in that the girls actually for the first time ever are living together during fantasy suite week which is so uncomfortable because usually everyone has their own room no one knows like who spent the night with him who didn't spend the night with him we're not stupid we know that it was so that madison could see and also coincidentally madison goes last for all the dates so she gets to watch hannah ann both hannah ann and victoria not come home um and that's just, you know, another producer getting a raise. Seriously, the producers this season have been like so, so cruel and smart. Um, because obviously, if you're coming home the next morning, that means you had an overnight date. And if you had an overnight date, chances are, especially with Peter, you probably had sex because he is like the horniest bachelor in the world. Come on, he's got that windmill reputation. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to have had sex with these other two women and, of course, make them come home the next morning and have to sit down with each other and be like, how was your date? Um, It was fine. Cool. (laughs) It was so awkward. It was so awkward. I mean, they would just sit there in silence and it it was just bad. And um, even though he had the talk with Madison, it looks like he did was intimate with – both the women and he said he he pretty much just said i'm not only in a relationship with madison i'm in a relationship with all of them yeah so i mean at this point like this is how it is during fantasy sweet week like i mean it's definitely not a fun situation for the contestants because they're i mean supposedly in love with this person and they know this person is spending more time with each individual woman now at the end. Um, So, you know, Hannah Ann had the overnight date and it looks like if not fully sex and, you know, a lot went down because they had this whole makeout in the bathroom with her hand on the door. It was super steamy. Like they really staged the scene for that one. Yeah. And then um, Victoria F back on a plane for whatever reason, even though she had a full-on panic attack for the first time she was on a plane in the season. But they had an okay date, joked about how they didn't fight for the first time, which is so really, weird, really a red flag. Um, but they again have the overnight date and got straight onto the bed. Like, there's no lead-up. They're already on the bed making out. Yeah. It's just very much like... A- Everyone knows what's going on. It's almost like awkward. It's almost like when you're you have your 12-year-old boyfriend for the first time and you're like, "I want to kiss you and I want to kiss you too." Okay, we're going to kiss tomorrow after school, okay? Okay. And then you're like the whole day, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm going to kiss him." And then it's like so awkward and then it's like really unnatural and you just like hate every second of it. Like that's why I feel like I would be with the fantasy suite. Like I'd be like, "Oh my god, like this and I'd be like so uncomfortable." Yeah, if you know it's, like, kind of expected of you, like, it's the most awkward thing. And I still feel like, if anything, Peter has already had sex with Victoria F. before Fantasy Sweet Week. Like, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's just my opinion. Because she's insane. If she's not, like, having sex with him, then she's heavily teasing him because he is so, like, in lust with her. So... Mm -hmm. 
either something went down or something is like almost went down. So that's why she's gotten this far, in my opinion. Um, I think and, the only one that he's had sex with is Sydney yeah. before the fantasy suites. And I wonder when that's going to come up, by the way. But I still feel, I don't know. I feel like something happened with Victoria because this bitch is crazy and she's still here. And it's got to be because she's hot. You know? We all. We also don't know if he had sex with um, with Kelly. People think that he had sex with Kelly when they met at the hotel lobby before the show even started. Yeah, so I, that's just I, I adding that. So who, like Madison? Who do you think you're going into this? Like, who do you? It's not. He's not Jesus. Like, you know that this man, this man is a sex animal. I mean, of all of the bachelors, not to say like he's the horniest of all the bachelors, but he had this whole windmill thing. Where he had sex, well, like was it four times or six times? Four times, four right? Times. Okay, I'm like six times is too much. <laughs> um, but like he had this every. It was in the news, like that he had sex four times in his fantasy sweet week. So I feel like even though you don't know who the bachelor is when you get on the show, like she's had how many weeks now to have this conversation with him? So okay, wait. Let's go into her <laughs> date mm-hmm. because, I mean, Hannah and Victoria F. had good dates, had overnights. We don't know what happened. And um, and then we go to Madison and she's been panicking the whole the whole time because she knows that this is this is possibly going down like he's possibly having sex. And she had told him that she wouldn't be OK with that. So they have their day date and it's cute they're terrifying yeah they're climbing this huge ass building and i don't know why they would do that um and then they have the overnight part which is where they start off with dinner and she's talking to him about it and they finally get to the point where she's like if you have had sex with anyone else i would i wouldn't stay like i couldn't stay and so he tells her Yes, I have been intimate with other women and shit goes down from there. Can we talk about what I said last week, which I have looked up and it looks like I'm not the only one that was comparing Madison to Luke P. Yes. We can talk about it. I I don't I don't see where the like line is being drawn in my like in my opinion. Like I think what I said last week, I think the way that sh- um, she's going about it like wasn't okay. Um, I think the way that Luke went about it wasn't okay. He seemed like he was like um, slut shaming Hannah, and I don't think that um, I don't think that Maddie or Madison was slut shaming Peter. But I think in a way, like she kept saying she didn't want to be judgy, but I felt like she was being judgy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely she's not on the same level as Luke, but they are coming from the same, the same standpoint, I guess. Um, and everyone was like attacking Luke and and like saying that he was just this pig and all this stuff. And like, and then people are saying like, yeah, Madison's too good for Peter. Like she is too good for him. Like, you know, he's this and he's that like, he's doing that. He was doing the same thing Hannah was doing. Like she slept with the same amount of people on her, on her season and was getting shamed for it. But you know, he's not, it was just, wait, no, wasn't getting shamed for it. And he is, is what I was trying to say. Um, it was just weird. 
Like, I don't think, I don't think what she did was okay. I don't think, I think a hundred percent her beliefs are justified. And if I don't think it's wrong to wait till marriage, I don't think it's wrong to not wait until marriage. I think it's completely personal opinion, but I think putting those beliefs on someone and giving them an ultimatum of either you stand behind what I believe or I'm leaving after we've already fallen in love with each other, after you've already expressed, you know, like that you love me. And also that I chose to be on this show. Like I chose to go here. I know what goes down. She knows who he is. And it's like she was stringing him along to get to the end for her to, for her then to really like reveal who she really was and what she really believes. Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe she didn't think that she was going to get this far, but she had to have known that this is what happens at least in fantasy sweet week, you know? And of course I, like I totally understand her point when she's saying like, I can't imagine getting engaged to you if you've had sex with two other women the week before, like, yeah, hell yeah. Like that's when you put it that way, like, yeah. But totally. at the same time, this is not a normal situation. He, you're on a show where one guy starts off by dating like 30 women and chooses one to get married to. Like it's not a natural setting. And I feel like she should know that she's on this show. Like, and if, if that was still like her, her opinion, her, her values, like awesome. But tell Peter maybe like on the second date or like when you had the second one-on-one, just be like, okay, so we're getting more serious. So I just want to let you know how I feel about this. Like that would have been totally fine because I feel like she was really like respectful about her faith and his faith and like, you know, their opinions on that stuff. But I feel like it was just bad timing. She should have told him way before Fantasy Sweet Week. I agree. I think like Colton, um, Ashley, I, uh, the one girl that hadn't even kissed anyone, like all all of them like made it clear very soon on that those were where their standards were. Those were, you know, that is their, their history. And, and I think that's what you need to do because that may not align with what he wants and why let him fall harder and harder for you. If this is something that he's not going to be able to do, that's not fair to him. Yeah. So I totally feel like she should have done it earlier, but at the same time, I feel like, Peter's I feel like he obviously has more feelings for Madison than the other two and I mean he's he told Madison first of all of them that he was in love with them like that was Mm -hmm. she was the first one and she told him at the beginning of fantasy sweet week that she wouldn't be okay with him sleeping with anyone else and I feel like if he I mean it's pretty clear from there so I feel like if he if he took her seriously, then her leaving at the end wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. And I think he can't be so sad and thrown off if she does leave. Because she said what she said. No matter when she said it, where she said it, she did say it. Before he chose to be intimate with other women. So either he's just a horn dog and can't like help it or he doesn't love Madison or Madison isn't the the woman that he was planning on choosing but by the way he was acting when she was like trying to leave towards the end it seems like he wanted to 
choose her and was just hoping he could get away with sleeping with two other women six days before he proposed. Yeah. I think he was probably like, you know what? I put in all the work and I'm the bachelor and I get to sleep with these three women. I made it this far and I dealt with Victoria's crazy ass. So I'm going to sleep with her. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like he kind of fucked up what would have been the most realistic relationship choice for him because Hannah Ann is too young. I don't, I think she's panicking that she made it this well, far. She's the same age as Madison. But this is my she thing with Madison. Mentally is at a completely different spot. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing with Madison. She, she, I feel like she comes from this very religious and traditional family where they probably want to get married young, you know? And I feel like Madison is at a point, especially she wants to save herself until marriage where she's not like, I'm just going to date around, you know, she's trying to find her husband. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like she's in a different mindset than Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann is like dotting her eyes with hearts. Like she's still a little cute little baby. I agree. And Victoria F is insane. Um, actually. So Madison is like his only reliable choice here. And I feel like he kind of fucked this up. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know how we don't know how this episode or this season's gonna end. We really have no idea. This is like one of the first seasons where we people cannot find spoilers. We have no idea what the hell's going on. Um it left us on another cliffhanger of Madison possibly leaving, them being upset, and it said to be continued. Um next week will be the after the final rose. Um, where I'm sure some shit will go down. And then after that is the last episode. So, I mean, we'll see what happens that after the final row. Or, no, I'm sorry. Women tell all. I keep saying after the final rows. <laughs> Next week is women tell all. Yeah, which will be insane, I'm sure, because no one was friends on this season. No. Um, but since we're at the end here, let's, I mean, if you have a theory on how it's going to end, let's both share our theories. I think um, what I've been saying, well, I've been saying a lot of shit, but one of the things I've been saying is that I think Madison is going to self-eliminate. I think um, he's going to be down to Hannah and Victoria. I think he's going to send Victoria home and he's going to maybe just see where things go with Hannah. And then I think um, the thing that Chris is going to tell him is that Madison comes back and says that, um, she's going to give him a second chance and he just isn't going to know how to handle it. And I think he's going to break Hannah Ann's heart and possibly go with Madison. So I feel like pretty much the same thing, but I feel like he is either going to, I hope not, but he's super fucking dumb. So he might, I feel like he might propose to Hannah Ann and then Chris will tell him. I don't know exactly what Chris is going to tell him because there's this whole thing with Peter's mom crying her yeah. eyes out, telling him to bring her home, and it's a love story. So I feel like she's talking about Madison, and I feel like he's going to go to Madison's house after this is all over, you know, and like this will be like the live finale type of thing, whatever that they did with Becca, um, and try and get her back. So I'm I'm just I'm unsure. I feel like at the end he's gonna go to Madison's house and get her back, but I have no idea what Chris Harrison's huge news is. No idea. So you you think he might pull an Ari and take the ring from Becca and give it to Lauren? 
I mean, I, I, I've, I mean, I'm not putting anything past him at this point because he's proved himself to be the dumbest. So but he's also the sweetest, but he's also the dumbest. He's very dumb, but I think he's not. He's not malicious at all. Yeah, but we didn't think Ari was. I don't think Ari was. I think Ari. I think Ari was definitely stupid. I think he was a lot more of of like a womanizer than Peter even tries to be. I think, but in the end, like Ari loved Lauren. Like they have a kid together. Like he had to make that decision for himself. Like as fucked up as it is for Becca, like she's happy with Garrett now and he's happy with Lauren. Like the right decision was made, you know, it sucks in the moment, but like that's what they signed up for. Yeah. I'm hoping what I'm hoping happens is that he doesn't propose to either one. And don't know what Chris Harrison's news is, but somehow he goes back to get Madison and tries to win her back. That's yeah. I just I just don't know what Chris Harrison's news could be. I have no clue. Like a Colty Cass and Cassie kind of situation. Yeah, because I, I, um, okay, I don't know because Mad- I don't feel like Madison can come back because there's the whole Peter Peter's mom crying thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe Chris Harrison's news is that this is when Madison officially like self eliminates, you know? Oh, oh, because like I last night it was it wasn't like it didn't end with it being like Madison is officially gone. Like maybe she could have just like left the date and they come back next week where it's like like oh we're still thinking about things and then she decides to leave and Chris Harrison's like she's fucking gone. Oh, I never thought about that. Like she could go up to him like he like she was there and then he was going to go propose. And then he was like, we just found this out. Like Madison decided to go home. Yeah. And then he goes home upset. And then his mom's like, bring her home to us. Yes, exactly. And that's got to be why his mom is crying so hard, because Peter has to be upset about whatever happened. And that's why she's sobbing about bringing her home. Very good theory. Yep. Okay. So solved it. That's what's happening, guys. <laughs> all right. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next week with um our women tell all update or recap. It's going to be a lot of drama. I'm excited. We're excited. Um. Well, that's what we have uh, for our bachelor this week. But stay tuned because up next we have our interview with Cassie. Cassie. All right, you guys. So now time for the most exciting part of the episode, which we talked about earlier. We have a very, very special guest on the show, owner and creator of Soapy Lane, Cassie. Do you want to say hello? Hi, guys. Hi, Cassie. Welcome to our podcast. So excited to have our very first guest on the show. Um, Like, so exciting. This is a huge step for us. Um, And we couldn't be happier with who we chose for our first one. So, Erica, I think you should start with, like, how you know Cassie and all that jazz. All right. So, Cassie (laughs) is the love of my life. Uh (laughs) That's how I know. My soulmate. She is my soulmate. Um, I met her. We both worked as receptionists yes. at our place of business, uh-huh. and we fell in love. 
<laughs> we did instantly. Mm, I know what we bonded off of. What was the thing we bonded off of? Little Diggy. <laughs> you guys bonded off a of little Diggy. Erica, well, do you like Little Diggy? I mean, I had never heard of him. But she, I think, was testing me and my personality. So she was kind of like, hey, I have this video to show you. And I was like, all right. And she's like, but you can't watch it. Here, go. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But And then she's like, but tell me what you think. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but I laughed my ass off because it was. Was it the, like, the Freaky Friday? What, oh, what the, is that? It, oh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's one, the Chris Brown one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. So and I think that was her test to see how weird you are. <laughs> yeah, did it work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was and it was test. just love. It was love at first, little Dicky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love at first, little Dicky. Yeah, that's so cute. She's literally the cutest person in the world, mm. and she's gonna deny it, but. She's just the best. And we're so happy to have you on the show. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and I think I think it was we were talking about having you on because obviously, as you guys know, Soapy Lane is part of our, you know, huge giveaway. And this episode is going to be the last um, episode in February. And that's when the giveaway ends. So that's why we wa- really wanted Cassie to come on and talk about every little detail about the business and the products and to get you guys really excited um, for, you know, the prizes that are going to be given out. So we just wanted to talk to you, Cassie, about like everything with this business and, you know, just hear like how it started and everything. But um, to begin, let's just talk about like, what is Soapy Lane? Like, how was it started? What inspired you to like do this? Okay. <laughs> From the beginning, and this probably isn't the most magical way to start a business because I had no idea it was going to turn into a business or anything like of what it is, even though it's small. Um, I started in 2011 and I started making um, handmade Christmas presents. So I just wanted to like make something and personalize it for my friends and family that was a little bit more invested in like something that I can make and something that I can produce. So I I just got a soap kit, like one of those basic ones that you can buy. It's called glycerin soap and you just like basically melt it in the microwave and pour it. (laughs) You can add your essential oils or whatever, but you just pour it. So then I um, actually made like a bar of soap and I was like, holy shit, I, I made a bar of soap and it works and it smells good <laughs> <laughs> and it's cute. Um, so that kind of took off after that. I got super engorged in um, the process of making products and I started following um, a couple pretty big people on Facebook and she it's a company up in Washington and she was really good on like tutorials and instructions and recipes and giving you all the tools to be able to make products so at first I was just trying you know their recipes and just um making what I could. So I, I kind of 
went all over the place with Soapy Lane. Like I started making all the fun stuff. I made like all the bath bombs and the bath salts and the foot soaks and the scrubs and just like all the cutesy stuff because I was so excited and I just kind of went out there and tried every recipe that I possibly could. Um, And this lady was super cool because she started off the same way as well, but she wanted to be the number one wholesaler like for these raw materials um and she totally is like she's a boss bitch and she's way up there like in the chain with her supply and the and the raw materials that she offers so being able to follow her and have her guidance was something that was super excited like it was exciting for me in the beginning um do you want me to keep going? <laughs> I mean, you can keep on going as long as you want. Girl. After that, um, I started looking at my own products and I was looking at my own products that I would put on my face. You know, we lather our face with so many different things. I mean, I use under eye balm. I use moisturizer. I use cleanser. I use, you know, like all those different products. And I started looking at the ingredients that were in those products. And my thought process was that I can make products that were similar to that but not with all the crazy ingredients that you can't even read the ingredients of you know like I feel like soapy lane is basic with what I use um, but they're effective and I researched enough and tweaked my recipes enough that they're all customized for certain needs like if you have oily skin or dry skin or you know cleansing grains and cleansing wash and aloe and green tea like there's just so many good things for your skin that you can use that are natural that you don't have to use and there's no shame against that because I was doing it too but like those store bought products that you can't read those huge ingredients you know in the label that you don't even know is good for your skin yeah I mean it can be scary like going to the store even things that like say that they're natural or say that they're you know, gentle and stuff can like break you out. And then reading the back of your bottle, it's like four ingredients and you're like, Oh, it's rose petal and aloe. And you know, and it's like, it makes you so much more comfortable. Like for someone that has sensitive skin or even someone who doesn't, that just wants to be conscious about what they're putting on their skin. And I just, I think that it's cool that you decided to use more like ethical products and safe products and, you know, I just, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> it took a lot of tweaking recipes. It took a lot of narrowing down. So like I said, you know, I just kind of went crazy and I made a little bit of everything in the beginning just because I was so excited and I wanted to do everything. And then before I knew it, I had like 50 different products and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, let me narrow down. Am I allowed to cuss? No. Yeah, of course. <laughs> You're all, like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> let me narrow down like my product line so I narrowed it down to the things that I use and uh, the things that I know that people need you know you need to wash your face you need to moisturize you need to put under eye cream on well you should you don't need to but it is really good for you and your skin mm-hmm. <laughs> um soap of course I started So I cut out the glycerin soap because that's just super easy and a five-year-old can make it. And I don't mean to offend anyone that still makes glycerin soap because it is super cool and it's easy. Um, But I started making cold process and cold process soap is a whole different method. And it's like a science. You use a couple, 
you know, crazy ingredients in there, but it literally takes about six to eight weeks for a whole loaf of cold processed soap to cure. So curing means you get it out of the mold, you have to take it out, you let it sit for a day, you can cut up your bars depending on the consistency. And those bars are sit there and they're cut for six to eight weeks because it it draws all the water out and all the moisture. So then it makes like a hard bar of soap. So I don't think people realize the process that goes into just making, you know, like natural soaps. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. So the first time I was able to make a loaf of cold process soap, I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like I, Kevin, look at this. I did it. You know, like, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's really insane. It's like, I feel like that and the hydrosols are like a science. It really is a science. And I feel like no, like when I met you yeah. and you told me like, oh yeah, like I make soaps. I was like, chill. And then like, I realized like you have a whole business and yeah. like you are a scientist, like you're a chemist. Yeah. Like the things that you do are not things that Sage and I can just be like, tomorrow we're going to make it. Like you put a lot of thought and process and information into your products Yeah, and like researching the right ingredients and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like so insanely impressive thank you I mean I feel like it's been a long time though like going down this road because I've my business has evolved so much from when I started like I started in 2011 and that's a long time you know um so it's just evolved so much so I've been able to test different I had so many testers in the beginning at work I would give girls like a bar of um, solid lotion and be like, try this. And she's like, oh my God, my legs look beautiful, but they were so greasy. And I'm like, oh, greasy. Let me change some, <laughs> let me change something. Like I'll fix this. You know, it has too much wax in it or it has too much oil in it. So it took a lot of tweaking. Um, but I'm really happy with the product line that I have now. Like I feel like I've zoned into what I want to make of Soapy Lane. So I feel like that's a good feeling. Um, there's always stuff that I'm not happy with. <laughs> so that's always a challenge. But I also feel like it's a challenge for me as a person and a business owner, because I feel like you're never going to be super satisfied with everything that you make. So it constantly, it constantly makes me want to grow, not only as a person, but as a business owner and for my customers as well. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely your biggest critic. Like when you start your own company, like even with Erica and I, like with the podcast, like when we listen to like certain things, like, oh my God, that sounded so bad. Or like, oh my gosh, we messed up here. When's up then? And we're like, okay, no one, no one's critiquing us the way that we are. And I think for you, especially too, you're like, everyone loves, like, we don't see. 99% of the things that you see, you know, like we're just like, wow, pretty packaging and it makes my legs look smooth. But we have no idea like the what's going behind that, you know, like one sole person is looking at it and making it and like, it's just in obsessing over it. And it's, it's so interesting to hear like your perspective of like how long it takes you and like what goes into it and like how you want to perfect like everything. And I think that's why it's so important to like shop, shop small and like not buy these like huge brands that you can find at like Walmart and Target. Not that, like you said, not that that's bad, but you know, shopping small, you're getting so much more love and care into it. Yeah, I agree. And thank you for saying that. Um, One of the things I thrive on and I'm proud about Soapy Lane is that it's all small batch. So I make 
everything literally by hand. And some products I only make four of at a time because I've tried to double my recipes or triple my recipes and it just doesn't come out the same. So for me, I would rather make smaller batches and be like, here, I have four of these. And, you know, like, if you want them, then you can buy them. Or usually my sister takes them from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's super exciting to be able to have that control so I know what I'm putting out there. Because that can be kind of scary, too. You know, there's so many people that are using your product and testing your product. You never know what anyone's going to have a reaction to or not. You don't know what you know, how it's going to work for them. So that's why I'm super clear on what is in them and what I use. And hopefully people just read the ingredients and the label and then we're all good. (laughs) It's not a long ingredient list at all. (laughs) So I wanted to ask like, from a business standpoint, because you didn't come into this thinking like, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. And then you did. So like, how, how was the process of creating your own business? Like, how did that work and how did you navigate? Um, I feel like it happened kind of organically. And once I narrowed down my product line, I knew it was something that I wanted to sell. Um, and, and it was starting to do pretty good. Like I sell on Etsy and I have my website, although it's I don't have products being sold on there because the website's a whole nother issue. Um, I... <sighs> so like because like I'm thinking like for me and Sage when we started the podcast we were like like okay it's not just like let's just talk on the radio we're like okay we have to make an LLC oh yeah okay 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 that's where I was going the business standpoint how did you how did you figure it out um I feel like that was kind of a whole (laughs) process I feel like that was kind of a whole process because I didn't really have any help And nobody was really navigating, like helping me navigate to do that. So I did a lot of research online. And one of the first things I did was get my fictitious business name. So then I put Sopilene out there in um, Orange County. And so that way, nobody in our area would be able to use that name. And since that name was available, I was like, okay. So then I took it a step further and I got my tax ID number, which kind of opened up a whole nother can of worms. But from there, I was able to get my seller's permit and my business license. And then, you know, we work where we work. So I was (laughs) talked into (laughs) trademarking Soapy Lane's name. Um, And it just kind of evolved. Like, I feel like I did everything myself, but it was just by doing research and seeing what needed to be done. Because in order for me to do shows, I have to have that seller's permit, you know, I got insurance. So in order for me to get insurance, I had to have, you know, Soapy Lane be on there, you know, like it was just a whole different, it was a whole process of things that I needed to get taken care of. That's insane. That's like, there's so much that you don't think about yeah. when you start something like this. And it's good that you went through it organically and you were like, okay, well, I want to I wanna sell at shows, so I have to do this. And yeah. now I want to do this, so I have to do that. Um, what do you feel like were some of like the hardest parts? I f- like something that I still struggle with now is social media, um, you know, because I still work full time and I don't think a lot of people 
realize that, which they shouldn't like, who cares what I do, you know, like during the day, but being able to find the time and time management to be able to make my products and work full time and taking care of a household, even though it's just Kevin and the two dogs, but those are big household (laughs) items (laughs) And still have time for me for self-care and to be able to relax. I feel like that's one of the number one things that I struggle with. And I know I could be doing better on social media because when I'm on there and I'm posting more, um, I see the results. Like I see people engage more and I see the orders come in. So I just have to be a little bit better about time management for sure. Yeah, I think that's hard for anyone. Like with a business, it's like, and especially when it's it's something that you're not able like not able or you don't do like 100% full time like it's something a lot of the time we have to put like our passions um as a side project because you know like financially or for whatever reason you can't make it like your full time gig and i think with eric and i too it's like as much as we wish we could do this podcast full time and like we know like how much more successful we would even be like just giving this like not that we don't give it 100% but like all of our time and like focusing 100% like on that and, you know, not having to work full time. Um, I think that's like a hard thing, um, like as business owners and small business owners and putting things to the side, it, it can definitely be hard. Um, what I'm curious, what would you say, what would you say the, your, the most, the, your most favorite, is that how you would say it? Your most favorite thing of owning a business. And then what would you say is your least favorite? Um, I think my most favorite thing is that it's mine and I have a very hard time like myself talking about myself, you know, and just express like I'm a nervous person person and I get anxious and Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with like public speaking and, you know, being uncomfortable and but Soapy Lane, I feel like is its own identity. So for me, it's easier to talk about Soapy Lane almost as like a thing and a person because I know everything that goes in those ingredients. You know, when I'm at my shows and people ask me questions, I answer them and I have confidence and, you know, I'm able to answer the questions that they need and tell them everything about those products because they're mine and I created them. It's not like there's a third person that I'm like, oh, this person's helping me and I'm not quite sure how that batch went out. It's me doing everything from making the ingredients to packaging, putting it in the packaging to sealing them up to putting the labels on to making sure that it's perfect. So that's something that makes me the most happy. Mm -hmm. I know that's, that's, it's, it's harder, you know, like not having like a team of people working for you, but at the same time, it's more rewarding because you're like, I'm every dollar that's coming in and like every order that's going out, like that's 100% like you and your hard work, like going into that. And I think that's something that you can take a lot of pride in. Yeah. Thank you. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard Cause I don't feel like I'm that kind of person. So in a way with soapy lane, I feel like it's kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit and it's made me feel a little bit more comfortable talking to people and um, it's taken me out of my comfort zone. And I think that that, you know, in itself is a really good thing because it, it definitely has helped in that aspect for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. So Cassie. Yes. I know, I know the answer to this, 
pretty much because we talk about Sobeline all the time because yeah. I'm obsessed with it. But what do you what do you envision for the future for Sobeline? Um, you know, I mean, people ask me this and I've gotten a lot of questions whether or not I would mass produce my products and I just don't think I ever would. Um, maybe I would do something like with my perfume oils, you know, and maybe mass produce those. But right now I'm pretty comfortable on where it's at. And I feel like I've dabbled in so many things and I've done all the shows and I've done, you know, I've done so many subscription boxes and I've done online and I've done trade shows and I'm pretty comfortable where it is. And I feel like I'm at a point where I can pick and choose what I want to do. And I don't mean that in a snotty way at all whatsoever, but like I'm a little bit more selective with what I do. So where I see it going, I I don't know. I'm just pretty comfortable on where it's at right now. You know, I try not to think too far in advance because I don't want to freak myself out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> and the the fact that I even own a business and this is something that I do and people know me for Soapy Lane is weird to me. So I'm just kind of comfortable on where it is. And if anything changes and if Kevin starts making a million dollars a year, then maybe it's something I can do and go in full force. But right now, I think I'm comfortable with the choices and the decisions that I've made. Um, one of the pretty, one of the most important things to me was being Leaping Bunny certified, and I did that. I decided to do that in 2013, and I have to sign a recommitment every year. Um, and Leaping Bunny certified means that all my products. Um, they're not tested on animals and where I get my raw materials are not tested on animals. So I feel like that is something that's super important to me and something that I'm proud of. And I, and I took that direction because I feel, you know, I mean, I eat meat and I'm picky about the meat that I eat, but I don't feel like it should, it needs to be in our products. Like we can make it without having that. So I feel like that's one of the things that I'm most proud of and I continue to recommit myself to that because I feel like it's super important. And that actually brings up another good point that I wanted to talk about because you um through the through the time that I've known you, which isn't even long, like it's two years now. Mm. Oh, it's like almost our two year anniversary actually. It is. <laughs> Wait, it's tomorrow. Oh how perfect <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> um so that's crazy. But through the time that I've known you and like you've confided in me about Soapy Lane, you've found like different resources for your products. Yeah. Where like you've showed me like, oh, like let's test out this bottle. Like it's all glass and that way I'm not using plastic. And let's test out like these like like your stamps or like not the stamps, the labels, the labels. Yeah. And, like those are what are they com- compost, right? Mm-hmm. Biodegradable. Like, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. You don't eat it. Right. Um <laughs> But, like, you do things that I don't think many companies even think of. Like, they're like, okay, yeah, we can we can be vegan. We can be clean. We can be natural. But you take it a step further and, like, and everything that you put out there is pretty good for the earth. Yeah. So it's just really impressive that you, you take all those steps. It's really important. Thank you. I You're feel welcome. like that's something I probably don't talk about as often. Um, 
And I probably should, actually, because I feel like that's super important. Because in the beginning, I did, when I was making, like, all those scrubs and all those foot scrubs, I was making plastic. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is just not good. And this kind of doesn't represent Soapy Lane in the way I want it to. So I started using glass. And everything I use is reusable or recyclable. Um, One thing I'm struggling with right now is my lip balm containers because that's the only thing I use that's still plastic. And even though I can reuse them, um, I want to get something that's biodegradable. You know, like they have those cardboard push-up. Yeah, I think I showed you before when I was testing those out. It's just hard. And you know, those, the containers for to be sustainable for the earth they're expensive like they're not cheap to purchase so last year I went through rebranding and I redid all of my labels and my designs and my you know everything's biodegradable and my ink is eco-friendly and so that is amazing but there's still a few things that I would like to change and I think the only one left is my lip balms I just haven't figured out a good avenue to go ahead and you know, change completely without doing more testing, which means just more time. But that also means I get to try more product. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> which I'm not mad about because I love your lip balm. It's the only one that I use. Thank you. <laughs> I love everything that I have from Soapy Lane, like literally everything I'm obsessed with. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm so excited for whoever wins this giveaway to receive everything because I can't wait like they're going to be so obsessed and I think to finish out our chat with you I want you to like talk about I mean we talked about it too but like a little bit more in detail of like everything that you're going to be giving away um and like why we should be so excited for it well why should we be excited Cassie (laughs) you should be excited (laughs) because So I shared with Erica a little bit about my process of making the rose hydrosol. And that will probably take up 15 minutes in itself. So I'll keep it really short. But it's a kind of a crazy process. And I don't think people also understand what goes into making hydrosol slash essential oils. Um, It takes roughly 10,000 rose petals to make five milliliters of rose essential oil so five milliliters is like smaller than the size of those zodiac bottles like it's oh my god it's made how big is that like an inch half a little bit more than like it's a container that's maybe (laughs) small yeah it's pretty small (laughs) so i mean that's pretty huge so rose hydrosol i steam distill it so it's pure plant extracts that i use from my um, copper still which i love and that's a lot of fun but it does take a lot of work so Rose hydrosol is super good for your face. It's great for your complexion. It can be used in so many different varieties. You can spray it as like a toner. It evens out your skin. You can spray it to set your makeup. You can spray it, use it as a body spray or a room spray. So I feel like that's one of my favorite products because it's so versatile. Um, I think I gave you guys a face oil. So have Mm. you tried it, Sage? I don't think I've tried the face oil. I have. I'm obsessed. So the obsessed. F- the face oil is really good. There's really good ingredients in that face oil. And I use a lot of dry oils. So 
it doesn't like leave that oily residue on your skin. It absorbs. It better. really does. Yeah. And there's carrot seed in there, carrot seed extract. It's like an essential oil, but it's really good for like any blemishes or fine lines and wrinkles. Like it's really good on just evening out your complexion, which I feel like is super important too. If you're going to be hydrating and using this like every day, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's one of those, it's really important. And I use Metafoam and jojoba oil. Um, and that those, both of those are really dry, but like luxury oils that are super good for your skin and what about the zodiac oils oh man <laughs> oh, so that was my like favorite i mean that's been a long time coming i had my friend slash artist her name is sarah gossett and she's amazing so i had her draw those out for me at least a year ago, it might have been even longer because I had this idea of what I wanted to do. And she's so talented and I love her so much. And I have a thing with, I don't know if you all out there, because I'm so old, know this, but Bill Graham, he's like a very big artist and he was a very big artist in like the 60s and 70s and he would design concert posters for like up in San Francisco and like the hippie era and you know like when my parents grew up and <laughs> he just had this certain style and that's something that I've always loved I've just always been drawn to it and it's probably because of my parents but she kind of has that similar style so when I saw her I was like yes, I'm going to utilize you. So I asked her if she would draw these for me and she did. So I've been hanging on to them for such a long time because I couldn't quite figure out, like we were talking about the best vessel to contain them in. And I didn't want the regular long skinny roll-ons like that you put the perfume on mm -hmm. because it didn't look good with the label. I tried different labels. It wasn't working out. So I found those cute little shorty bottles with the bigger tops and I have a regular like round label that goes across like any face oil would, but it just looks so pretty <laughs> with those hand-drawn labels. And they're all designed specifically for each Zodiac sign. Like I got another friend involved, Moon Daughter, and she helped me place each gemstone that resonates with my specific oils that I picked out, picked out for each Zodiac sign. So there was a lot of work that went into those and I was so happy to finally release them and I'm so excited <laughs> to be able to share that with whoever gets them because I feel like that's one of those products that I've been holding on to for so long that took me so long to release that I'm finally so happy with it that whoever gets them I feel like should be super stoked incredibly stoked like it's I mean, I it's hard for me to say like what well, my favorite product of yours is, but right now that's my favorite product. And I posted that I just went on a trip and I took it with me and it's the perfect little like size, like a travel size. You're not going to get like stopped by TSA for it. And I've always had this misconception before that like roll-on perfumes aren't as like they don't smell like as strong mm -hmm. as normal perfumes, you know, like I'm not spraying it on me. So how is it mm -hmm. going to be strong? But I put on that perfume, yours, and like people will ask me and it doesn't smell chemical like a perfume. It's like it smells like it's your skin. Yeah. But like the best smell, <laughs> the best smelling skin. <laughs> so those are really basic too. I only use two ingredients besides the essential oils, but they are loaded with so many different essential oils that some of them are so freaking pricey, but I 
didn't even care because I'm like, I'm doing it. And I feel like because they're such good essential oils, that's why they have such a potent smell. Like, you know, and it just works so much. There's not very many ingredients in it. So it's just those pure essential mm. oils with a base oil and then something that helps, um, you know, last a little bit longer. So they're just like, they're a good, clean product. And I find that people who smell them, even if they didn't think it was a smell that they would like, they're like, oh, you know, this works for me because it's designed for you. I love that. It's just so cute to have like your own personalized little like body oil or like perfume. Like it, mine smells so freaking good. I like, I like Erica gets so many compliments on it. And like everyone's like, oh my gosh, it smells so good because it is like so strong, but in like the best way. And it lasts forever. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. We're so excited for whoever wins the giveaway. Yeah. And like we'll do like details like at the end of the show, but like, I'm so in love with you. <laughs> I've kind of been in love with you for a while. This is not about me, Kathy. <laughs> I feel like you're the little sister that I've um, always wanted, maybe. Really? Uh. No, you didn't want one. <laughs> but no, seriously, like having this chat with you, like just proves how much of like a badass bitch you are. And like how you like you did not have no one asked you to do this. And no one, like, you know, it, it just, it was entirely out of your head. And you were like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to research it. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get a business. Like, you have a business that you created from the ground up, and it's successful. And it's just so amazing. It's Thank so impressive. You. Thank you. <laughs> and you should be, and you should be so proud of yourself. Thank you very much. It's and, cool. Like, it's weird. It is so weird to still talk about but i mean i'm i'm i think it's cool the things that i've been able to be a part of i feel like is really cool sometimes it's super hard but i have to remember those times that are super hard you know i'll get an email message an email the next day and somebody's like hey i'm super fucking happy with my order thank you so much and this is something that i rely on you know every couple months and it's in my routine and i'm like yes you know so when i get those repeat customers it just always makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we could have you on. And I'm so happy that you were our first guest. Um, it's so exciting for us and to have like a collab, not only a collaboration with you, but to actually like have you on with us and get everyone else like so excited and on board with Soapy Lane. Um, we will talk more about the giveaway um, at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, no, Cassie, thank you so much. And we are so excited that you came on and talked to us. So make sure that everyone goes and enters that damn giveaway yeah. because you need to win it. Yeah. And I'll be better about posting. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you on like, like your Instagram, your shop, everything. So Instagram is Soapy Lane and it's L-A-Y-N-E. I feel like there's a lot of um confusion with going I don't know why my parents gave me such a complicated middle name but that's what it is um and then Etsy is Soapy Lane as well Facebook Soapy Lane so it's just Soapy Lane all over the board I do have a website that gives you links to where I'm available um I'm in some stores in California you know across U.S. and a couple in Australia and England, which is weird to say, but everything's kind of on there on my website, but I'm going to do a better job about getting that 
up and going. That's my next project with all my labels that I recreated. Um, you know, the next line is to take some photos, <laughs> which is always a challenge. And then I'll work on websites. So I'll have some pretty exciting stuff in the future. We're going to list everything in the show notes. So yes, it's easy to find. And also you're like all over our Instagram. So <laughs> head to our Instagram and you'll find out everything. But thank you so much for being here in my closet recording as our first guest. Thank you. I really love being in your closet. (laughs) I appreciate you guys for having me and your support. It really means a lot. And I'm happy to be a part of this giveaway. And I hope it's helped. I feel like you guys need the exposure and you're so awesome. And I love listening to you guys and looking forward to listening to you guys. And I wait and save it for all my drive home because I have a long commute and it just makes me happy. And I laugh and I text Erica the whole way with all my notes. (laughs) So I'm super excited to be able to be in this giveaway with you guys too. It means a lot. Yes. Women supporting women. We love it. I feel like that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It is. Well, that's all we have for Cassie, you guys. We hope that you love her as much as we do. Um, And you'll be hearing a lot more on our Instagram. But um, that's it for now. And we will get back to you in about a second. All right, you guys, there you have it for our super special episode of Balanced Broads. We hope you enjoyed our interview and our bachelor recap. And just make sure you only have a few days left to enter our giveaway. Erica is going to go over the details once again on how to enter as um, along with our socials. Yes. So everything to enter is on our Instagram. Head over to Balanced Broads Pod. All you need to do is follow our Instagram, follow Soapy Lane, um, you need to go to iTunes and leave us a written review because it helps so much, guys. It helps. And then comment on our Instagram posts done so we know that you did it because, you know, these um, iTunes, like, username have, like, they're, like, crazy. They're crazy stuff. We don't know if it's you. So tell us that you did it and then you're entered in the giveaway. You can also share to your story or tag friends in the comments for extra entries and definitely get in on that because you heard Cassie talk about these products. They are top of the line and it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit for free. So you don't want to miss out. Exactly. Um, tell us where, what, tell us where everyone can follow us. Yes. So like I said, balance broads pod is our Instagram. Our Twitter is at balance broads. Sage's Instagram is at Sage with two A's. I am at Erica.kl and don't forget Soapy Lane. Lane is with an Y-N-E, not just an E. Um, but you can find her on our Instagram because we're obsessed with her. Yep. So there you guys have it. And we will see you next week with another episode of Balance Broads. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. It is so appreciated. Bye.